0: Charlie Wright.
1: Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. Today is September 9, 2016. I'm Charlie Wright. We're very pleased you're with us and we'd like to welcome for the very first time on Strategic Investor Radio Eric Lutton, Chief Investment Officer at Sound Income Strategies. He speaks to us from their offices in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Eric, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. So, Eric, the Sound Income Strategies focuses on income. Uh, you're a CFA, you jo- your job is to generate income in a low yield environment that's got to be challenging and difficult. Give us, uh, first of all, a brief history of your background.
2: Sure. I started off uh, right after school um, in the trading pits of Chicago, what was known and still known as the Chicago Board Options Exchange, working for a small market making firm, uh, trading derivative instruments on equities. Well, after that, I got my first uh, walk into fixed income to uh, trade bonds for a. Uh, a investment arm of an insurance company out of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, called uh, Conceco. I'm not sure if you remember them. Oh, um, yeah. I
1: remember Conceco well.
2: Yeah. So we were Conceco Capital Management. Uh, a lot of those managers had moved on after some uh, acquisitions that Conceco did, and I ended up coming down to uh, sunny South Florida and getting out of the uh, cold snow and ice and joined a boutique here in Boca and worked there for a while dealing with high net worth clients um, we did international stocks u.s and i was also in charge of fixed income there did fixed income at a bank down here and and when i found uh, david scranton and sound income it was a perfect match david and i had spoken for a while and it was a great story he understand the importance of fixed income and in retail accounts and unfortunately there aren't a, a lot of people uh that are set up to do that so it was a it was a great fit
1: so, Eric, tell us, uh, in a low-volatility world, in fact, a negative interest rate world for much of the world on fixed income, uh, you're focused on trying to generate 7% per year of income. And, and, and I presume that that is without any, any bump in price here, all of that uh, on the yield side. So how can, you, how can one... Create such a return in today's low yield environment.
2: Well, Charlie, it's it's not easy. Um, We are constantly researching for new companies, bonds, and you know this year we've while we've done well uh, total. Total appreciation, total return has really helped us out. And, yes, we are trying to get as much yield as possible, Um, and it varies. Uh, You know, we deal with individual bonds, investment grade, and that's been very tough, as you know, because rates have been coming down forever. Today actually is the first pop we've had in interest rates going up a little bit. But um, we'll look at other asset classes, uh, publicly traded REITs, uh, business development companies, MLPs. Unfortunately, we've stayed away from. Fortunately, we've stayed away from MLPs this year because uh, the commodities, oil and gas, have had a kind of a rough year. So we've kind of avoided that risk. But uh, it's a constant challenge, um, as you know. But uh, so far, so good. This year and last year have have worked out pretty well. But um, you have to look internationally as well, and. Luckily for us, the uh, dollar's been strong, and, and it's you know, you just pick your spots.
1: So tell us, uh, let's focus, you mentioned uh, business development companies, BDCs. Let's focus on that for just a minute. Because, uh, you know, uh, BDCs uh, at the financial crisis, 2008, there were a handful, like half a dozen. Today there are over 50, so they have really proliferated. Uh, but that means that in evaluating them, nobody has a 20-year track record here. How can one evaluate BDCs? So let's say one pays 10%, 11% interest. How, how do you evaluate them to determine that that's something you really want to get into?
2: Well, you look through the financials. Uh, you try to look at the background of the managers, how long they've been doing it, what their careers have been, uh, if you can get a hold of that information. And what really helps is not all BDCs are created the same, as you know, Charlie. You know, you'll know you have senior uh, holders of senior holders of debt, first lien debt, uh, junior subordinated tranches, and then equity tranches. We try to stay away from the equity tranches and go more towards the senior debt and first lien BDCs. Those have been a little bit less volatile, and yet they're still they're still paying pretty high interest rates. Um, you can still get. Seven, eight, nine percent in yield with some uh, quality names. Now, granted, they've appreciated a lot this year. We don't know that they'll appreciate as much next year. But uh, you just kind of review, see what type of assets they're in, and and go from there.
1: Uh, what, what do you think of high yield bonds? Not necessarily currently today. Are they a good buy? But generally speaking, do you deal a lot in high yield bonds?
2: We do. We do. Do. Uh, high yield and bonds. We do. When it comes to high yield, you have to really look at uh, the cash flows, the financials, the leverage, the coverage ratios, and what industry uh, the company is in. And what also uh, helps is looking at management. Is management committed to keeping the bonds less levered? Are they interested in going up to an investment grade type bond? Or are they interested in taking on more debt and paying out to shareholders, to equity shareholders? In those situations, we try to avoid debt of those type of companies. But if management's key on on staying solid where they're at financially, or hopefully an improving situation to where they are going to go to investment grade, that's what we look for. So you have to really pay attention to this story when it comes to high yield.
1: And how about REITs? What do you look for in REITs?
2: Well, REITs are valued a little bit differently. Um, you can't just simply look at the earnings per share. What you'll want to look at is um, funds from operation and adjusted funds from operation. And as long as they are covering their dividend with some with a nice coverage ratio um, – let's say a, a REIT was paying a, had dollar $1.50 and adjusted funds from operation. Well, let's say they're only paying 50 cents in dividends. If for whatever reason the market took a turn and let's say that company's earnings got cut in half, you're still looking at a fairly lower payout ratio. So we just want to make sure there's enough safety uh, that the company can easily cover their dividends hence keep that, that yield coming into our, our portfolios. So, again, just looking at, uh, you know, typical financials and seeing what industry they're in. There's basically 13 categories of REITs, So, uh, and all REITs aren't created the same, similar to BDCs.
1: And how about closed-end funds? Now, the, the, theirs are not uh, true yields, they're really distributions. Do you deal at all with closed-end funds because those distributions can be uh, hefty?
2: Yeah, we, we do look at that. We try to stay away from those if we can. Uh, it doesn't mean it's off the table. I mean, when you're looking for income in this environment, you have to really consider everything. But um, we, do, we do try to look, uh, look elsewhere if possible.
1: And how about internationally with a strong dollar? Uh, aren't you concerned about currency issues there? And uh, are, you, are you currently in some international for, uh, investments for yield?
2: Yeah, we've taken off a lot of those because the dollar had been getting stronger this year. But we may get to the point late this year, early next year, where we start considering going back into some of those asset classes simply because the dollar will eventually turn. Um, We'll see what happens at the end of the year. If the Fed ends up raising a quarter, we'll see how much of a tailwind that adds to the dollar or if that's already baked in into the currency rates.
1: And so if, uh, if we were to take a typical, throughout the year, let, let's take a typical portfolio that you would have. It would have about how many positions?
2: Um, anywhere from about 40 to 50, 55 positions, depending on the portfolio. We do try to customize portfolio uh, to what the uh, advisor and the clients want um, to some degree. So it just varies. But usually anywhere from 45 to 55
1: Okay, and then uh, about what percentage in general? What percentage of each of those that we have talked about here would compose the entire portfolio?
2: Well, we'll look at. You mean the weight
1: allocation weights? Yeah, the allocation that? weights. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we would look at for a typical uh, retired client. We're looking at probably about fifty to fifty-five percent individual bonds, about twenty-five percent to. Uh, Preferred Securities, depending on the individual client, and then the remainder going into BDCs and REITs.
1: Okay, very good. And we didn't talk about Preferreds. Um, How do you evaluate Preferreds?
2: Well, Preferreds, as you know, are a little bit different. It's kind of a hybrid security between uh, the company's debt and the equity. You know, Preferreds performed very well last year, and they've done pretty well this year too. Unfortunately, they're getting a little bit pricey, and so you have to pick your spots, but... uh, um, it's, you kind of evaluate it. It's similar as debt. You look at the, the, the financials. Can they continue to cover this higher-yielding preferred? Um, and then you look at kind of the equity and the bond. Where is the preferred falling in between that, uh, those two asset classes? So it's just, it just it varies. If, if, the, if the stock is, is yielding a lot higher, then we have to ask ourselves, eh, is, it, is it better to go into the stock? Um, and sometimes that's the case.
1: Well, we've got to hand it to you, Eric. Uh, you are in a most challenging environment today. Yeah. I'm sure it was much easier five and ten years ago, and uh, so try, trying to create a, a decent size yield of seven percent or so in today's environment is is certainly challenging. Uh, Hold that right there. We need to stop and take a short break. Again, we're talking with Eric Lutton, Chief Investment Officer at Sound Income Strategies, talks to us out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, speaking about generating income in today's low volatility and low yield market. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back.
0: All right, back to Charlie and his interview.
1: Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Eric Lutton, Chief Investment Officer at Sound Income Strategies out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, so, Eric, you focus on uh, generating income for clients. I presume most of those clients are baby boomers, older older people who are retired, et cetera, correct?
2: Correct, mm-hmm. correct, Charlie.
1: And so uh, you're looking, hopefully, to generate about a 7% per year yield, which is a very, very challenging. And you focus on business development companies, BDCs, high-yield bonds, REITs, uh, preferreds, and international debt or international investments of, of different types here. So uh, tell us, into, because the yield today is so low, I would think that many baby boomers are really flocking to you guys. Is, is that the case?
2: Yes, we've actually had... Uh quite a bit of growth this year. A lot of people, and what's interesting is, Charlie, there's so many advisors out there that have been, their career have been uh, talking about stocks and dealing the stock market. That's what we find a lot of retail clients uh, are used to. So when we talk to them about individual bonds and income-based securities you know it's a little bit uh, a little bit higher learning curve for them and we just try our best to educate them and then once they see that they're very pleased and like wait you mean i can i can sleep night? i don't have to worry about the stock market signing off 20 percent next week and you know so they're they're usually been it's it's been a great response so far so hopefully that will will remain
1: well, and hopefully yields won't stay as low as they are forever here. However, I have been saying that for some time. <laughs> yeah. And all they seem to do is is get lower. You don't have to worry about the stock market, but you do have to worry about Mario Draghi and Janet Yellen. And so it's not that uh, you, you, your job is without challenges, right?
2: Correct, yeah. Mario's comments last week have actually, you know, it'll help us to put some more money to work, which we've we've traded some more bonds today. So it's you know it's we'll we'll take it. We could use some higher rates, you know.
1: Yeah, no question about it. So uh, what uh, what typical high yield kinds of investments do you guys not do anything with? Uh, do you do anything with private credit or any of those kinds of uh, non-mainstream investments? Everything you've talked about so far has been pretty much mainstream. BDCs aren't quite as mainstream as some of the others, but, but certainly preferreds and high yields and REITs, okay? And, and bonds, period, are, are very, very mainstream. Do you do anything that's outside of the mainstream in order to generate higher yield?
2: Well, we haven't because we are still a fairly new firm. Um, a lot of clients um, aren't sophisticated enough for us to. They're not comfortable yet. We're, so it's as we're building the relationship with them, we'll be talking to them more um, about more kind of outside the box, non-traditionals. Now, when it comes to uh, high yield. Uh, most of them are pretty familiar once you explain, you know, ratings, investment grade versus high yield and, and how we look at the companies, and they're, they're comfortable with that. But when you start to get into a lot of esoteric investments, then it's a, it's a lot more hand-holding and talking to them. So right now it's, it's a somewhat plain vanilla portfolio in my opinion, um, but uh, as time goes on and as clients are with us longer, that we'll probably work some of those securities into their portfolios.
1: Okay, and do you guys also have equity side and is it handled by others or do you handle that as well?
2: Yes, we do have an equity side. It's um, a smaller percentage of our clients, but uh, for the clients that have the ability and willingness to deal with equities, uh, we do review equities and we have an equity portfolio. Um, and some of, the, some of the clients want a kind of a more of a balanced portfolio. so maybe they'll take a 20, 30 percent to the equity portfolio with the remainder going to the uh, income-based portfolio.
1: Okay, so tell us a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here, Eric. Uh, what keeps you awake at night?
2: Well, actually, I've been hoping for higher rates. To believe it or not, Charlie, um, you know it, it's it's the clients we've had for a while have done great this year, but as new accounts come on, you know we want to put them in at higher yields. So that's that's been the only thing. Of how long are we going to be in this? Uh, you know, we've been in it for many, many years now, and I remember in 2009 trading bonds and talking to uh, one of the traders on the desk with me and saying, you know what, we could be in a Japanese-style dis- uh, deflation here where we could be at these long rates for many, many years, and that was in 2009. Little do I think, you know, here we are in 2016 still discussing it, but maybe last week was the turning point for us, so...
1: Yeah, well we will you know again we've had that discussion many times and uh and we will will we'll, uh, allow Janet Yellen to to give us that information because uh, uh and certainly our guessing has not helped at all. Second question we'd like to ask Eric is what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners?
2: Well, uh the principal of our firm David Scranton has come out with his book which you can any any of your listeners can can go on to our website soundincomestrategies.com and um take a look at the book, potentially buy one if they'd like. Uh, it's it's all right there, but, uh, you know, I'm only halfway through it myself, actually. That's what I'll probably be doing this weekend, believe it or not.
1: Actually, David's going to be a guest of ours uh, very soon, so I just read the book the other day. And uh, uh, it, is, it is interesting. And, you know, uh, very few people talk about income these days. I mean, like you say, uh, you know, financial advisors and others, it's been equity. Uh, That's all people have talked about since about 2009. And so uh, to hear somebody talk about uh, uh, income strategies is certainly very, very different. So give us uh, your website here, Eric.
2: Sure. It's www.soundincomestrategies.com.
1: And that's strategies, um, uh, plural, correct? Correct. Okay. And uh, so and if somebody has questions and they'd like to get a hold of you personally, have you got a uh, an, uh, an address for uh, that uh, you you can uh, give to them that they can get a hold of you personally?
2: Absolutely. Um, they could call our office anytime. You can call uh, there's a toll-free number of 877-399-1933.
1: Okay, very good. So Eric, final words for our listeners here.
2: Well, I would say, you know, everybody, if you're in retirement, near retirement, to look to allocate a decent sized group portfolio to uh, income so you can sleep at night. You know, the, a drop is coming at some point in equities. Nobody knows the exact date, so it's better to be prepared than uh, sorry.
1: Well, no question about it. People uh, recognize that uh, we're probably much closer to a top than we are to a bottom. And uh, everybody that I talk to says, hey, you can stay, get in or stay in the market, but uh, do it with great trepidation and be very nimble and get ready to get out. And we all need an alternative to those equity investments. And those alternatives are very, very few, and there are very few people today who really focus on that and have the background and experience that somebody like you has and are willing to put in the time, energy, and effort to do that. And so uh, I, I would think your, your services are becoming much more valuable and recognized by people to, uh, to benefit them. So, Eric, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate you uh, coming in. Thank you, Charlie. So, again, we've been talking with Eric Lutton, Chief Investment Officer at Sound Income Strategies out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where he spoke to us via telephone. And uh, you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We'd like to wish you all an enjoyable week and productive investing.
0: You've been listening to The Strategic Investor. Your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.